Genre. I'm actually really excited for this minute, too. I was like, no, you contradicted everything that Snape was trying to do, because what do they do when they leave? Like, oh, what is everyone not going to say about this? And I'm like, ah! It's like totally contradicted everything that he just did. It's just like, so annoyed. We'll have to get into that. It's like being undermined. I mean, he knew that he wasn't going to... No, he knew that they weren't going to be, like, expelled, because, like, again, we already discussed that they can't be expelled, especially Harry. And you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, Harry's not going to be expelled, we're going to expel you. Like, they weren't going to do that. That would be really messed up. Like, Harry would be like, what? No! (laughs) Harry would be so upset. No, but it's like, it's like if you have a, a set of parents... And one's like sitting there saying like, "Oh, like you, you're gonna stop the mom. You're gonna exactly. It's like you're gonna be grounded. Like, and you should be like you're so in trouble. And you yell at them and you yell at them. And then all of a sudden, like the other parent comes in and it's just all like, you know, it was very bad what you did. Now you're gonna go go to bed without supper, okay? Like, pat him on the head and it's just like, no, you just undermined everything he just did, and it's just so annoying. Well, he's no, no, like no. they they get detention. No, they, yeah, they will get detention, but I'm just saying, like, that weight isn't there, like, because it, it's not the last thing that happened. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh. Dumbledore like, gets the last word. And it's just like, and it alleviated all of them to the point where, like, they're just like, like, it didn't matter. They're just, they're just now, like, enthralled with, like, how everyone else is going to react. Well, I and I'm think... just like, oh, you didn't learn anything. I don't know. We don't deal with anything. We don't, I don't think it, they, does no one in this movie even comments on the fact that these kids showed up in a car after these minutes? None of the no, other students make a, a, a single word about it. Which is unrealistic. It's shocking. It's unrealistic. Like, if it's as shocking as it is, which it is, and it was on the paper, which it is, damn well, well no those one, kids would no know. No one knows that they hit the Whomping Willow except for them. Maybe they don't know. Okay, so at the end of the first movie, when he's all like, no, no one's no, supposed no, no, to know, no, no, but no. so the whole school knows. But I, the school's I, gonna know. I think that the result of that is that Harry's probably been out for a few days. And what do you mean he's been out for a few days? Like, he's, he, he collapses in the end of the battle with Quirrell. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when yeah, he wakes okay. up in the hospital wing, I think it's after Ron and Hermione have already been, like, out around school. Like, so they're flapping their mouths? I think that they probably talked about it. I feel like Hermione wouldn't. I think that Ron would. Ron definitely uh, would. Ron is so... Then I feel like definitely Ron's the kind of person to leave, to leave this situation and want to tell everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, again, but that's like not the point. The well, point I think that like, we'll, we have the threat deal. that they're going to get expelled and Ron is so convinced that they are. And then it's just like... In He's this so moment, relieved. it's just like a, oh, I don't have to go back home. Do you realize how angry Molly would be? I mean, we already know how angry Molly's going to be. She'd be even more angry if he came home. I know. And was expelled. It's crazy. And destroyed that car that his dad had and, and, and had We modified. should start the minute. Oh my God. <laughs> He'd be in so much trouble. We'll get into it. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good.
Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, uh, the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. I was going to say one flouting minute at a time. <laughs> oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there because today, today. I was, I was disappointed. I was like, I want, I wanted well, it see, to be flouting. I have it somewhere else. Oh, okay. Because today we're talking about minute 35. Which starts with these boys flouting the decree <laughs> for the restrictions of underage wizardry. Yes, flouting. Flouting. And it ends with uh, with Dumbledore's sweet tooth. We get like a couple seconds of an extended sequence at the end of this, which makes me really happy. But yes, I love this line. We open, we open <laughs> with him saying, Headmaster, these boys have flouted the restriction. Flouted. <laughs> flouted the decree for the restriction of underage wizardry. I like that word. Me too. It's 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 awesome. I think it's a very uh good vocabulary word. Flouted. Flouted. It's the word of the day. Yes, it is. And and Dumble Dumbles is just like I'm well aware of our bylaws, Severus, having written quite a few of them myself. Like what that's what that's not even an answer. It really is. It's not even an answer. It's like so that, what does that means mean? you could choose to obey them when you want to and when you don't want to. Is that what you're telling me? Because it sounds like... You knew there was a loophole in that law when you wrote it. Exactly. It's that same, like, that same thing. Uh It's just like, ugh. Dumbledore is Arthur Weasley. The worst sometimes. (laughs) Actually, most of the time I've already, like, divulged to, like, at the end of the first one. Yeah. Like, ugh, you're so awful. Well, we have to talk about it. Like, because even at the end, like, Dumbledore's a bad dude. He's not, yeah, he really is. Like, he doesn't expect Harry to survive this. He's totally, like, just, uh, uh, it's no wonder Snape is so angry. Yeah. In which he's like, you're conditioning a child to die. Yeah. Well, I don't think he knows that, that, that piece of it until the end. Until after Dumbledore knows that he's going to die. Yeah. Because it's up to Snape to, like, let Harry know that he's He's gonna die. die. Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks. And then leave it to me to, like, tell him. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's, um... After the relationship you forced us to have for this many years. It's just fortunate for Dumbledore's character, like, that Harry sees him in the, like, in the White King's Cross Station. Yeah. In that, like, after space. Because without that, then we leave with Dumbledore just expecting Harry's gonna die. And I'm being okay with it. Yeah. Instead of, like, it seems now that Dumbledore is the person who gave him a choice to go back, which, I don't know. The fact that Harry just happened to acquire the Deathly... I thought that the fact that Harry happened to acquire all three Deathly Hallows prior to his death made him, quote-unquote, the master of death, and that's the reason he was able to come back? Yeah. I mean, that makes more sense. But they don't really talk about it in the movie. They don't even really explain it. <sighs> no, in the book. not at all. Mm. Mm, I know. Mm. Uh, Dissatisfied. Yeah. So Dumbledore comes in and is like, you know, as the head of Gryffindor House, it's up to McGonagall to to dictate their punishment, which I guess makes sense. Like, yeah, she's in charge of these kids. Like. They're her responsibility because she's the head of their house. But like, yes and no. But this this is this, so serious. The, yeah, the thing is that like you're right. Like this isn't a house matter. 
No. This is like a wizarding world matter. Yeah. Like, like the ministry should be called for this. Exactly. Like, even Dumbledore himself shouldn't be the one to say, like, what's going to happen to his kid. Like, this is up to, like, fudge. This is up to, this is Arthur Weasley's job on the line. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, all of a sudden, like, people should be there. Like, um. Why did you have this did How did you have this car? Uh, why did you have this car? Uh, like, so many questions. They'd be getting his father in trouble, Arthur his in trouble. His father is facing an inquiry at work. We'll it would, talk this about would, next this week. Would, this would be awful. Yeah. Like, this is what should and actually realistically happen. Yeah. But instead... Dumbledore has the pull. Still. He's still in good still. standing with with the Ministry for now. And he has he the pull... He knows best in the situation. Yeah, to say, like... No, Harry, I mean, this is Harry Potter. Are you really going to kick him out of school? He's like, we kind of need to have our eyes on him. He's 12. He's, 12. he's not going to get into a lot of trouble at home. Like, I need him here. He's safer with us. He's better with us. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. And uh, so Harry, Ron, Ron, we, we talked about this a little bit. We started to talk about this. Ron believes they're going home. He's like, oh, I guess we'll go get our things then. Well, he, as, as well, you should. Because, again, I think him being in the Wizarding World mm-hmm. more... He knows life. He knows. He's absolutely right. Uh-huh. And, and, and Snape, Snape did put that idea. Like, if it were up to me, you'd be going home tonight. And I think that he thinks that, that McGonagall would have the same idea. And again, if this wasn't Harry Potter and if it wasn't this situation, like, I would hope that McGonagall would, would also just yeah. expel them. Yeah. But again, this is a special circumstances. It's, I mean, on... It's not really a school... It's not a school matter. No, it's not. No, no. Like, the no, fact they no. crashed here is part of the school... Like, makes it school matter, but... No, if it was anyone else, the Ministry, the ministry of Magic probably would be there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And they wouldn't even be her decision, so it doesn't even matter. It's moot at that point. Mm-hmm. Special circumstances. So they don't know this, but they can't go home. So yeah. They're, they're like, guess what? You could basically do anything you want. We can't send you home. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that he, McGonagall's like, why? And he's like, well, you're gonna expel us, aren't you? And she says, not today. Not today. Which I think is really like, it's uh, meaning it's, like it's kind of uh, sassy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it means like wash, wash yourself. Yeah. Which means like you need to stop freak messing yeah. up. Yeah. Or maybe I will. Why is it always you three? <laughs> Every time. And asking myself the same question for years. Oh, Ron. The whole time Snape just looks annoyed. Yeah, of course. Of course. Snape looks annoyed. Filch looks dissatisfied. Like, they come in and he's just like, oh. Oh, yeah, because Filch knows nothing about what's going on. He's no. not privy to anything. So all he sees is like, what? Why aren't these kids getting like in yeah. trouble? Uh, but, you know, McGonagall does say like, I'll be writing home to your parents. It's like, Urgh. and Ron, Ron goes white. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Molly. <laughs> Could you? But on the other hand, like, I want I if this were not so entrenched in Harry Potter's viewpoint, I would love a cut to the owl arriving at the Dursleys while Harry isn't there to drop off this letter from McGonagall about what like Harry stealing a flying car and just what do they what do they care what are they gonna do like. It's not important to the Dursleys in any way. They're like, okay. That's nice. 
this owl shows up and they're just like, why does this keep happening? They're like bloody owl, like trying to shoo it away. Don't even care about the letter. Like yeah. there's a letter. It's addressed to, to the Dursleys. It's addressed to us. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care. Don't the fire. <laughs> like he did all the, all the acceptance letters. Right. That's his answer to everything. Just throw it in the fire. Just throw it in the fire. Is it going to do the same thing? It's like, no, you need to read this letter. And then it's, it's just more gonna... of them show up. <laughs> they get flooded with letters again. Like, God damn it. Just read the thing. All right. And then yeah. they'll stop showing up. It's like, all right. Okay. He screwed up. I see that. I don't care. There. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have any say in his discipline. No, like, not really. Like, while he's there. And. Yeah. What do you want them to do? They're not going to do more. Like, lock him back in his bedroom. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's very silly. But on the other hand, like, for, for Ron, that's why Ron goes white. Because, like, oh, yeah. ha. His you... parents are going to be pissed. Well, I think it's more so, again, it's 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 Molly. Yeah. Because it, it's weird. Because me watching so much television, and uh-huh. this is, like, a trope with parents, is you have two extremes. You either have the goofy dad. Yeah. Who is cool with everything. But the mom is hands on the hips, like, yeah, like you're going to do this and you're going to do that, blah, 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 you know, and that's this situation. I think that Arthur has more agency as the movie, as we get deeper into, as the, as the tone of the series gets he's more serious, serious. Then he steps up. Yeah. But I think as of right now, he's just, he would be more like enthralled of the whole, like, holy crap, like you flew it how far? And you, and uh-huh. you did what? Like, like he's more like jovial I think if they the hadn't been seen, it'd be a different matter. It'd be a different thing. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to. How'd it go? The other side of that, where you have the mom that's like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. And then the dad Petunia. being like, like. It's Petunia and Vernon. No. They're literally you know, opposite the family like, structures. Nah, nah, nah. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Even, like, you call Dumbledore mom. I'm like, yes, Dumbledore's mom and Snape is dad. Because yeah. Snape is the one that's all like, how dare you? This is so serious. Like, you should be expelled. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And here comes mom to be like, eh, it's okay. Yep. Eh, go, be- go off to bed and... And we'll, you know, have a chocolate. I don't know. Like, yeah. go eat food and whatever. He's I mean, okay with everything. Get into, do we want to get into the, the little tail end of this movie? Because, <laughs> of course, it has to do with food. It does. It does. It, it's Dumbledore literally... Has a so sweet Dumb- tooth. Yes. I love that we have some Dumbledore sweet tooth in this. Because, like, last year... No. This year, we'll also learn his password to his door. Yes. Which is cool. But it, he says... He kind of wraps the... Shuts down the conversation. Like, let's yeah. all get back to the Great Hall. He says, There is a delicious-looking custard tart that I am most anxious to sample. Which I like. I think that, uh... I think Richard Harris's delivery is so good. <laughs> His, emphasis on he has the... to get the last word, but it's so... There's a twinkle in it. It's so light. Uh, he, like, whispers it, almost. It's just, like... Like, this is a delicacy that even he knows that he shouldn't be having, but he's just... Like, right, because when you're older, you probably shouldn't be having so many sweets. Uh-huh. He's he like, I'm just most anxious to sample. I feel like every time he has candy, it's always he's eating it in a way like he shouldn't. Like, when he goes to get the birdie butts, it's like, nah, like I don't yeah. trust it, and I probably shouldn't. I think he has, like, lemon drops okay. in the in the book when he shows up at Privet Drive. Yep, he, he offers, offers one. He offers one to McGonagall. Yeah. Which I, um, I wish they had kept in, but 
you know, we're not. <laughs> McGonagall shuts that down. It's like, no. like. But it would show off his lightness a little bit earlier than we get. Right. Because we don't get it until the he end of the movie. He must like things that are lemon. Because his password. Yeah, Sherbert Lemon. Is Sherbert Lemon. Mm-hmm. He has lemon drops. And it's a, a delicious looking custard tart. Tart. Could be lemon. Yeah. Maybe he just likes lemon. Maybe. He makes, I love lemon. I like lemon stuff. The lemon meringue pie and lemon cake. and I do Me like too. lemon drops. Lemon heads. Uh, I, I like, like, I like, I like lemon in light doses. I think like lemon head is too much lemon for me. I don't need like sour lemon. Why well, is a warhead? Like to me, lemon, lemon heads, heads are sour. can be. I mean, but they're tart. I mean, it's a lemon. I know it's more than I need. Whereas, like a lemon pie, like or like lemon cake or whatever, is not isn't as tart. Because when he says custard, I think of like, yeah, I mean, it could be lemon because it could be like the curd. Yeah, that could be a custard, like a lemon curd custard, custard thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows. Jeez, with all the different choices they have there, you would think he'd be really fat. <laughs> Just jovial, fat Dumbledore eating all the sweets. Dumbledore. Dumbledore is a step away from Santa. Right? Oh, Santa Dumbles. Santa Dumbles. I, yeah, just Richard Harris dressed in... Like, in, like, a Santa... Just go more red, right? Because he's got these, like, maroon robes. Just more, just more, more to, like, on the red side. Yeah. He, he'd be like a, he'd show up in the muggle world and every, and all the kids would just like, it'd be like in, in the Santa Claus, they just start lining up because they uh-huh. think he's Santa Claus. I'm just sitting on his lap at the park bench. He'd be so nice and he'd probably let them. Yeah, no, he totally would. Like, okay. What would you like for Christmas? And he could make it happen. Right? He like, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold Dumbledore could be Santa. He could be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> he could just keep Muggle me. Santa. Muggle Santa. No. But it's actually Dumbledore actually Dumbledore giving out presents. No, that's sweet. Delivered by Owl down the chimney. And then again, here's just Snape being Scrooge. <laughs> Perfect. With his with his nose, his crooked nose, the way they describe him in the book where his nose is like <laughs> crooked and whatever. I'm just like, oh, that's very Scrooge-like. Would he be Scrooge or would he be the Grinch? His heart grew two sizes that day. <laughs> right before he died. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? There like... we go. Perfect. <laughs> From a large heart. No. <laughs> That's so sad. She has really long feathers in her hat. McGonagall does, yeah. Yeah. Really I long. love I love the grin on her face as Dumbledore is talking about this custard tart. <laughs> Cause she's known him for a long time. Uh-huh. So it was just like uh, like him and his Him and his, him his sweets. sweets. Like she knows. That's how that's what you get him for Christmas. Oh candy. Yeah. Candy. For sure. For his birthday, whatever. Just give him candy. Muggle candy. Aw, uh, does anyone care. give Dumbledore presents? Does Dumbledore open Christmas packages? I assume adults still do. Why not? Muggle adults do. I mean, he must only get stuff from McGonagall. I imagine that, like, the other professors... Don't exchange gifts? Maybe. I think that you... I think that... I think that they, they exchange gifts in their cliques, right? So, like, McGonagall and Snape would probably exchange stuff. <laughs> I think McGonagall would get something for Dumbledore. I don't think Snape would. No, he's Sprout might, maybe, because I think that that she's she's just she's a Hufflepuff. But she's a giver. I think Hagrid is so sweet. Hagrid, you would know, give, he Hagrid would. gives Dumbledore stuff. He, oh, he, of course, he, he gives him he gives him sweets that he makes. Oh, and Dumbledore eats them. He's the only one. Yeah, 
He appreciated that rock cake. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Rock cake. Um, Aw, that, make, that makes it really sweet to me that ha- Hagrid making presents for people. Yeah. Aw, cute. Even for me, no Snape. Filch and Sprout probably still... Not Filch. Uh, Flitwick and Sprout probably still exchange gifts, even though they're not still together. They have a friendship. Yeah, they do have a friendship. Like it said, goes back really far. E- even though Hagrid would see him as Mino Snape, he would still get him a present too. And I bet you Snape is just like, kind of rolls his eyes at it every year. Holds it with like two fingers like... It's like Squidward and Spongebob. <laughs> Snape is totally Squidward. <laughs> yes, he is. So yes, he funny. is. But I love Squidward. Squidward, 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 Squidward. Squidward, Squidward, Squidward. I love, I love that meme where it's all like we all grew up to be Squidward. I'm like, yeah. definitely, yes, definitely, yes. All the things he says, I'm like, I feel you, I feel you. See, it's so Snape good. Is so relatable. You just don't even know. People, I dare you to look at Snape's <laughs> performance in this, in this, in this couple of minutes and tell me. I like that Snape not a lot in this couple of minutes. He's really good. In his eyes, this oh, whole set's really great. Oh, his office is so cool. I love it so much. It's so much bigger than I than I realized. Like, the room, the little office space that they're in is only, like, half of this actual space. It's a good size. Because like, on the other side of this, of, yeah, there's, like, a wall. There's, like, stuff. a dividing wall. And on the other side of that dividing wall, there's, like, another room where he's got, like, all the bubbles and boilers and everything all set up. All the vials and beakers and, like, like a super elaborate potion set. It's really cool. I really like the colors because it's very blue and green. Yeah. Uh, which are really nice. Co- I think blue and green look really nice together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the dark. Yes. Like, unfortunately, I wasn't able to bring the cave back to my new apartment because it doesn't <laughs> have the same tone to it. But I like the Oh, you have windows dark. in your apartment now. Oh, you. I know. Victoria's uh, like Mad Madam Mim. Right? I like the I like the dark. I like the dark. I usually no sunshine. I hate sunshine. I hate sunshine. <laughs> I, I really do. I don't like. I Ricky complains about me complaining about the heat and the sun, <laughs> and I'm just like, Ugh, so over you. Uh, so I, I prefer to keep my lights off. I I usually sit in the dark with only TV light and that kind of thing. That's so bad for your eyes. Well, I, I mean, do the same. I thing wear glasses when it gets like pretty dark. When it gets, like, pretty late, I'll, like, turn my light off and I'll keep the TV on. Like, that's just what happens. I, I feel like I am better without my glasses than with them. Oh, I can't see anything without my because, glasses. Because, yeah, your eyesight's worse than mine. And so yeah. is Ricky's. So Ricky gets, Mine's like... Mine's pretty bad. So when I walk around with no glasses on, it bothers Ricky because he's all like, why don't you have your glasses on? I go get it because I, I don't can see. need them. Because I can see. Uh, I'll, like, I can only not see far away. I'll, like, uh, I'll, I'll not... You know, if I, like, wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I'll leave my glasses on the table or whatever. Well, yeah, you're not like, going very far. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm, like, walking out of the apartment, I have to have them on. Yeah. If I'm even, like, trying to do something on my computer, I have to have them on. No, I can have my, my glasses off for a good portion of the day. I, most of the time, I will work at work, uh, at my job with no, with no glasses on. Oh, I couldn't do that. I take them off as soon as I get in the... And it, and it helps me with my migraines and my headaches anyway. Okay, so, that makes sense. Not having the strain of my glasses. So I take them off when I'm at work and I walk around without them on. The only time I need them on is if someone's trying to point out something to me and I'm just like, hold on. Yeah. Like, I can't see what you're pointing at because you're further away than I can see. Yeah, I feel like I feel like most people that I know who wear glasses wear them sporadically. Mm-hmm. I literally just can't get away with that. Yeah, neither can Ricky. Um, Ricky's, I think, is worse than yours. Yeah. 
for sure. Mine's pretty bad. I took my glasses off for like a minute while we were talking about glasses and it was just like, I can't see shit. No, I've been recording this whole time without my glasses. I know. It's crazy to me. Why are we talking about glasses? I don't know. <laughs> I think we're done for the week. How how did how do we get here? <laughs> I think we're done for the week. Right? I uh I appreciate you taking the time to sit and re-record yesterday with me. Uh. But it's okay. Uh everybody listening, if you uh like our format, go of course check out moviesbyminutes.com for all of the other minute shows. Did we cross 80 yet? Let me see if we crossed 80 <gasps> yet. I said last week when we were with the uh, we were with Rick and Julia that by the time that episode aired, we probably had crossed 80. We are at 80 I think right maybe now. There we are currently 80 movies glasses, by minute shows. Because I was talking about the darkness of his office. Oh, his room. And yeah, we were talking about And I was dark. like, of course I like okay. it because Victoria figured it's dark it out. in there. Victoria figured it out. I go, no wonder I like it because it's the darkest room. I bet you it feels really cool in there. We, That's the best place we to We talked be in about the a show. Yeah. We talked about a show once uh, on our weekend edition. Uh, shout out. Uh, here's a little plug for patreon.com slash HP minute. I think one of our conversations, we discussed doing a podcast called how do we get here? It's just a like free form conversation. You talk for like 45 minutes and then it's like, wait, how do we end up on this topic? And then having to go back yeah. backwards. And it's just <laughs> like, ah, I figured it out. And I'm just like, it's because for some reason, somehow it went from the darkness of his, of his office to, to us being blind to us being blind. Uh, if you want more of Victoria and I, you can find us over at patreon.com slash HP Minute where we're doing The Quibbler. And we've also started doing a, a new show all about Steven Universe called The Galaxy Warp that is just going to go up sporadically. I don't think that we have like exact dates for when any of those are going to air. We just but, need something to feed our obsession. Yeah, last weekend there were new episodes and we had to talk about them. And so uh, if you want to listen to Victoria and I talk about Steven Universe for an hour... You can go sign up on patreon.com slash HP minute and, and do that as well as uh, listen to us this weekend uh, coming out tomorrow, which is uh, Saturday, the Saturday after this episode airs. Um, there should be a conversation of the two of us talking about um, the next chapter of the book, the Whomping Willow chapter, chapter five of uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, as well as like the trivia and all the stuff we do on a regular Quibbler episodes. It's do that. Sign up. Join us over there. Find us on Facebook and Twitter and all of those things. And come back next week for minute 36 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief, Mischief finished. finished.